your goal is not to solve the problem for them at that moment. Like it will come, but right that moment, your goal is to make sure that you are in a learning process and you want to learn what exactly is going on. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined as always by Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today? Fantastic, man. Coming back from Thanksgiving weekend, feel like hopefully everybody's getting back to their daily routine. Yeah, yeah. Before we, we've, we've got a few more weeks before we start taking off for the Christmas season and really excited to, to dive back into this kind of last stretch of the year. Sangram, I'm, I'm pumped to talk about today's topic because we've actually just recently implemented one-on-ones uh, with our entire team. We read a book called Radical Candor by Kim Scott a couple months ago, and she really broke down in, at the toward the end of that book a really cool framework for doing one-on-ones. And when you and I were, were talking about it, you've actually come up with a, an incredible format called CARE for how you guys do one-on-ones at Terminus. And so we're going to talk about that. What was it that kind of turned the light switch on for you guys? Have you guys been doing one-on-ones the entire time at Terminus or what What led you guys to start doing them? Well, so uh, one-on-ones are one of the greatest levers I think organizations have to build incredible amount of trust, care, relationship, and thereby the end result, the impact that we all can have for the business and, and our customers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one-on-ones are never, in most cases, at least in my, in my own personal, when I have managers and mentors throughout my own career, I feel like they were all over the place uh, and never truly felt a kind of understanding some were better than the others. And I'm not necessarily saying they were all bad or, or awesome. I'm just kind of reflecting back on it. I felt like there was so much room for improvement, both on my side, as well as the person who was my manager at that time conducting one-on-one. And this care format that, that we are about to jump into is something that is not necessarily leveraged by each and everybody here at Terminus, but I feel like in many ways, I learned along the way, like these are some of the very important aspects of your one-on-one. If, that, if any one of them, and this is probably the most important part of this, is any one of these four things don't happen, then I feel like you end up not meeting the expectations of either of the parties involved in that one-on-one. And when that happens, you create more chaos as opposed to to kind of demystifying it. And I think it's really important that those one-on-one meetings, both parties walk out of there thinking they have accomplished something, they have moved forward, they have achieved something, and they understood each other. And if that doesn't happen, I feel like the one-on-one meetings can really be a, a negative thing. Mm, got it. And, and so you mentioned there are three reasons why we're going to be, why we're going to be diving into this. You just mentioned one of those reasons. Can you unpack for us just before we get into this four-part framework, these other two reasons why one-on-ones are so crucial? Yeah, man. So the other one, James, I feel like, man, it's time out of your day and the other person's day, right? So this this means that you just have to create a tremendous amount of value 
although the person you're talking to. So, so when I see companies and I see internally as well, people have this standard one-on-one meetings that really doesn't have any agenda, don't really have a whole lot of thinking, hey, let's just catch up every week. Well, that's fine that you're going to catch up every week because it's a good thing to just connect every week and just talk about things that are going on. But if there is not really, truly a good format for you to walk through, at least for parts of it, you can keep it free form. It doesn't have to be all fully figured out, but at least a part of your meeting has to be very much like, here's what we're going to achieve, or here's what we want to do, or here's what I want to achieve in my one-on-one with you. Or if you're a manager, here's what I want, he or she wants to achieve out of that one-on-one. So I think there needs to be some guidelines that both parties agree to do it because it is such a big time commitment. So that's, that's one of the reasons. And the other one is, I feel like as a manager or a leader, when you conduct one-on-one, you're people reporting into you, they're not going to say no, right? They're going to say, yeah, yeah, great, of course. And I think it goes back to this cliche of with great power comes great responsibility. You now have such an incredible power uh, right now in that one-on-one where the other person is almost there to hear what you you think, right? They, they're always wondering what you think. And this is the very moment where you can make sure that they are never confused about who you, what they think about you, what you think about them, all that. There's, there's no chaos in that, that process. That is your time where you're dedicated to them and they're dedicated to you. And they're probably thinking so much before the meeting. You may not, but they are the person who's, who's having this one-on-one with you. See, with great power, I really feel like you, there's tons of responsibility that you should take for every one of your one-on-ones. I love it. All right, so let's dive into the CARE format. The C stands for Curiously Listen. Talk to us about this part of the of, of the framework. Well, I mean, as you and I do these podcasts almost daily now, I think people are probably, well, these guys don't listen. They just talk, right? <laughs> and I feel like when it comes to one-on-one, I think this is this is really the cake. It's like if, if you as a manager or leader if you come in with a, a, a your own agenda before you let the person you're doing one-on-one with share there, you're missing the opportunity to listen. And, and when I say listen, I wanted to really double down on this word curiously listen, right? Curious, because the, the curiously listen means that it's about them and it's not about you. It's not about how you are thinking of stuff. You're really trying to learn and understand what are they trying to say? Or what are they really trying to say? Or what are they not saying that you need to listen for? Because a lot of times not everybody's going to say, every, not everybody's going to be radically candor, like, you know, yeah. sharing through Kim Scott's book. So, so in that case, curiously listen becomes one of the most important thing you could do as part of your one-on-one. Yep. The second one, Sangram, you say is ask intentionally, I, I think is couples very nicely with, with, curiously listen if you if you're not asking intentionally it's going to be tough to curiously listen but unpack ask intentionally for us let's take take an example where you know maybe maybe there's something going on with the person you're doing one-on-one with and and you've been listening to the whole point and then you in your mind it's very natural and i think it happens all the time curious james if, if that happens to you as well as is that you you start formulating a few things in your brain of like why the problem is, right? And you want to quickly solve that problem. You want to quickly, you know, create your own assumptions around what it is. And I think, you know, that is the very moment where you have to completely stop yourself and say, no, no, no. Your goal as a manager, as a leader, is to ask more intentional questions because your goal 
is not to solve the problem for them at that moment. Like it will come, but right that very moment, your goal is to make sure that you are in a learning process and you want to learn what exactly is going on with it. So it really couples yeah. down, as you said, well with the idea of like you're curiously listening to what's going on and now you're, you're now it's your opportunity to ask and instead of telling them what to do or whatever it is whatever you might think it's like you still may want to get more deeper in it because they may not have shared that so now you have to ask more intentionally what's going on yeah no i love that this third piece of the care framework is restate what you have learned talk to us about this one Oh man, this is where I feel I have, I, it's a slippery slope for me a big time because a lot of times we hear what we want to hear, right? We think that that's what the other person said, but that's not what they meant. And maybe they've used the wrong words. And when you restate the same thing back to them, they're like, wait, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I meant this, that, and the other. So I feel like I have, this is like the greatest trick that I've seen as part of my one-on-ones ever was to like, hey, let me make sure I understood uh, what you said correctly. Did I hear you say that you're having challenge working with XYZ person because of XYZ reasons? And they're like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm really saying is that I'm having challenge with getting this thing done. Okay, but let's just talk. So it's not about that person. It's about the goal. So you really get back into and making sure that you have fully understood and they fully understood what they understand what they're saying. And I think restating again is another one step before you get to like, okay, let's let's figure out because at the end of the day, you, your job is to remove roadblocks from their, their way. That's one of the biggest role of a manager leader is. But now you're still taking almost the third step. You're listening to them curiously. Now you're asked to make sure that you are getting things deeper, but intentionally. And now you have restated it to make sure that you both are on the same page. The communication has got to a place where you both are on literally the same page. And now that's where the magic begins. I love it. All right. And so this last one is empower decision-making. This one has been a a hugely eye-opening thing for me as a leader. I'm I'm curious to hear you unpack this uh, because I, I think when a leader can figure this out, it's just going to unlock entirely new levels of their leadership and and really the growth potential of their entire organization. So talk to us about this last part of the framework. Totally, man. I thought my job was to solve problems. My job <laughs> is to tell people what to do. Uh, I'm the man. I'm, I, can, you know, I know everything and I can tell people what to do. And I couldn't be more wrong about that, yep. right? And I felt like as many times as possible, especially when you're really helping somebody grow in their role, if that's really what's happening, if, if you're really helping grow, and even if you know what to do at that very moment, what, you know, you have to just pull yourself back, like hold your horses and really help them understand that you have to empower decision-making because if you help them make every single decision, if you actually make decisions for them, they will never become leaders. You will never get out of their world and they will be completely reliant on you. You just failed to rise, help them rise above the cloud. So I think this is one of the mm. greatest lessons of my, you know, in, in, in any kind of leadership role that I've ever been is that it is not about me making decisions for them. It is actually helping them make decisions and then supporting them in that decision in every way possible is really the role of leadership. Love it. I love it. So we've got curiously listen, ask intentionally, restate what you have learned and empower decision making. Sangram, 
What's your challenge for listeners today after having unpacked the care format for for their one-on-ones? Well, I mean, it's nicely says care, which is important. Uh, So I felt like this is a really good way to think about that. At the end of the day, if you practice care, if you practice love, some of these things will naturally come to you. But there might be some of this, some of these four things might be harder for you than the others. So start working on them. I typically, the way I do this is I make notes. I never used to do that because I was like, well, I just want to listen to them. And, And that's fine. But what I found out for myself was when I make notes, it helps me to calm down and stop jumping to decisions, jumping to conversation. It puts me in a listening mode when I take notes. And that's not standard for me. My uh, default is to just jump and, and help or jump and support or jump and start the conversation. But by in these conditions where I know it is one-on-one, it is about them, it is about growing them, it is about helping them grow, it's about helping them become a great, better leader, then I have to kind of take a step back. So I, in, in a lot of my one-on-ones, I would take notes and that really push, pushes me down to really think. And while I'm noting, I may not be writing what they're saying, but I might be making comments of like, okay, I want to go deeper. I want to hear, see more. And then I go through that channel. So whatever works for you, you have to figure out which areas you're really good at and the areas that you want to work on and and just practice care and love in every one of those one-on-one conversations and you'll find great success. I love it. Sangram, thank you so much for your time today. To those of you listening, thank you so much for your attention and for tuning in day after day and uh, and just consuming this content. We really do hope that it is extremely valuable. So thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.